Hi, Jody here. Before we start the show, I want to let you guys know about our Patreon page. We offer four different tiers. $1 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, and $10 a month. At the $1 a month level, you get the show in its entirety, plus the little extra stuff we do after our tagline, commercial free every week. At the $3 level, you get everything at the $1 level, plus Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free every week. At the $5 level, you get everything at the three and one dollar levels. Plus, you get the Patreon only section of the show on video. So, if you're wondering what David and Sean look like, this is your opportunity, or me for that matter. And at the ten dollar a month level, you get everything at five, three, and one, plus the entire show on video. So, if you decide to sign up, we really, really appreciate it. Those of you that are current Patreon uh, subscribers, we appreciate you every, every day. And now, on with the show. Is it? It's not only that. That I think that the video. Wait, hold on. Let me hit record here. All right, okay. now now we're recording what? video. <laughs> no, no audio, just the video. No, no, no. I, I think it's getting you on audio. I'm trying to sit as far away yeah. from the camera as I can because, whew, it's right. not a good look when I'm this close. It's just not a good look. Um, Who calls? Two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Hi. Can you hear that? Hi. Welcome to this week's edition of From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton and Sean Barker. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Um. Um. Ten dollar Patreon people that are seeing this on video. Look, I changed. What? I changed my thingy. Now it's pretty. I don't know what to say to that. It used to have my what vaccine you, information on it. Okay. It was hard to read the clock. And now, okay. And what do you have it to now? It's a beautiful. I took a picture. It was like a weird kind of. Hold on. <laughs> it was this weird, cool picture that I took, and um. So that is that the phone you got from Alibaba? Alibaba? No. What? You, what? So, okay. How are you? You're in Palm Springs. It's 95 degrees there? It is a bit warm. Yes. I am. Uh, I'm working here and uh, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to find enough work for me to do for the next two days. I think, yeah. is uh, Lonnie, is I Nancy there? that efficient. No. No, my Nancy, not no. your Nancy. So my sister lives there, and you know Shonda and Randy, right? Yeah, they live there. Wait, they're out here. Yeah. Why? Did, why? They they <laughs> moved out there a while ago. <laughs> so I'm not a desert person. That's that's. Let, let me just preface this whole thing. I'm not a goat, nor am I a lizard. I may look like one of the two, or a combination thereof. But I am not a hot weather person i grew up in the pacific northwest and i uh yeah i'm no you will not find me in arizona's or in the deserts i'm just not that guy well see i like the desert and the beach so i think it's the sand that connects me okay it has to be because mm. that's the only thing that makes sense me well 
to me, if there's a beach, there's water. Here, it's well. There's a lot of pools. water. Yeah, there's a lot of pools. There's a lot of pools, and there's there's golf courses. Hi, Eno. I'm not a I'm not a golfer. I'm not yeah, a golfer. I'm not either. My dad tried. Yeah, he did. He did. As, as did mine. No, my dad did as well. And um, no, I just wanted to hit it as hard as I could. Oh no, that was my thing. I could hit it. I could drive. It was eleven years old mm-hmm. and he had me mm-hmm. you know hit some drivers and uh i was i was 11 i was a little kid and i was far i i had a good arm and i had good he aim he goes shoot it that way or shoot it there or shoot it there you know go that way go that way you know right. and i i could shoot mm-hmm. like a hundred yards you could shoot it okay so That's, you had a good swing i did but my putting game is terrible stroke. oh so uh here's uh bring this all back around no not really um so when i first moved to hawaii uh-huh. <laughs> uh for, you know the first person that i met was leanne oh hokuma hokuma correct yep okay yep mm-hmm. and her mom uh was a bartender there at the time and now she's the bartender anyway so uh first person <laughs> well now I met she's was, an adult uh, leanne. <laughs> well, yeah, she wouldn't have been bartending um, at the time when you met her <laughs> no no but uh, what was I going to say? So, yes, she, she was the first person I met, and she was very kind. I was going to say loving. That didn't come until later. No, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to spread any rumors that weren't already spread at the time. No. We do um, have, you know, we do have people from Hawaii that subscribe to this show, right? Oh, my goodness. Um, no. Uh, Leanne, she's, she's wonderful. And she was she very is kind lovely. She's very so anyway, my point is, is that here's this new Howley showing up and uh, she gave me a putter and I, that, I, it kind of became my thing really? for the longest time, just to put around on the greens and I became quite good at it. That's, See, putting that's my is the story. game. The game is putting. As long as you can get it to the green, the game is putting. Yeah. It really is. But, and, the, uh, and the wind and, and your aim have a lot to do with the wind getting. and the rain and earthquakes volcanoes all of those things so um uh so you're in palm springs where you're not sure what you're going to have to do for work the next two days but they're paying you so enjoy yeah so since i'm not a desert person what i've really kind of discovered is that this is the optimal place for me to write oh good and there's a strike going on so well i don't care about the strike there i mean I I don't care about the strike. I know I want to eventually get into uh, that guild, but let's be real. The WGA, is, to me, are nothing but spineless cowards because they backed off the last time when everyone was going like, hey, we don't know how the streaming thing's going to work out. Yeah, everybody freaking knew what the streaming thing was going to work out to be, and now look at them. So now I guess they're trying to turn all writers, particularly TV and or news, or, news um, is a different union, right? Yeah, no. The uh, what's the what's the one that Kimmel and all those guys do? What what are they under? Anyway, they're trying to turn them into like gig like gig jobs yeah. and that kind of stuff. And 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 the part that's really upsetting is that everybody's getting paid from uh, the top down. Actually, Everyone's getting paid. Cold, please. And I have some information. And the BS that is being spouted by that jackalope from netflix by saying like well there isn't a precedence where you know that we need to do this yes there, there is, is. jackalope there is and i'm like who, who 
anyway, do you have? Uh, I have some have news, news for you. Um, because uh, uh, Emily, who I did the the lesbian movie with, um, yeah. she works in the biz, and mm-hmm. this is an interesting piece. A deadline wrote it today, and um, Gina's ex husband actually commented on what I did because it was like. He's like, wait, aren't aren't they all getting paid? So basically, what's happening is because huh, because writers want to be producers, and so the, no, it, I don't. I really don't. I don't. I it, just want to write. I just what, want to write. I don't want to direct. I do. This is not a stepping stone for me. I just want to write. I just let me write. Just that's all I want to do. I don't. I don't even want to be a PA. I uh, I don't. I don't even want to do that. I've seen their job. I don't want to do that. No, it's hard job. No Being idea. a PA is really hard. Yeah. But but yeah, here's the, so here's the deal. Have, a lot of producers, your Shonda Rhimes's, your Aaron Sorkin's, your uh, Mark uh-huh. Cherry's, you know, people that we mm-hmm. some of which we know, some of which we don't. They're right. writers. And back yeah. in the day when I was a wee little lass, they would have been called the head mm-hmm. writer. They right. are now considered executive producers. OK, right. and they call them showrunners, yeah. whatever. Yeah, show, it's all very. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't want to do that. I don't want to run. <laughs> don't make me run. Don't make you run. Um, so I'll bas- show, but don't make me run. <laughs> so the thing is, is all of these showrunners now with Disney and other uh, uh, production mm-hmm. entities are based. Oh, really? I hate the fact that I can't use this computer. Um, okay. Here we go. Maybe this will work. Um, well, I think it's funny that the studios are now requiring the producers go. to write. Well, no, here's the thing. It's HBO wrote, along with everybody but Netflix, I believe, if you fail to provide contracted services due to the strike, HBO, HBO Max, will not be obliged to continue your salary. Um, it also said... Uh, Perhaps even more, the guild contract interpretations are misleading. There was the kicker. Further, if production is interrupted by the strike, which it's going to be if it's fiction, yeah. um, actually reality TV as well, even if you offer to continue to work, HBO and HBO Max will not be obliged to continue your salary nor the salary of the cast and crew. Oh, so they're laying it on the writers. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, and that's the thing. It's like I, I, I've, I know I've um, lamented about this for a while about, look, you're a writer. You're not a producer. Yeah. It's a different job. No, I'm not. It's a different job. Oh, yeah. Don't want it. Don't it's want a it. completely different job. And an EP on a TV show is not the same as a head writer on a TV show. You can still call them a showrunner, but they're not a producer. And so the fact of the matter is you're Shonda Rhimes. Uh, she's a big one, obviously. Dick Wolf, I would assume. Well, no, I think he's a regular producer. I don't think he's ever written a show. Um, he certainly has never been listed as a writer because um, he's older. Not even like early on? Not I don't think so because it was in the 80s when he started, way before we had writer-producers. Um, uh, yeah, he was an EP like my dad. He's an EP like my or or an Aaron Spelling. He's that kind of an executive producer. Okay. Oh, is that guy? Yeah. yeah. And um, he knows talent. He knows talent. He knows he how to budget. He, he knows yeah. how to budget. He knows how to hire the right people to do the job. And then he goes in. I'm sure right. he goes into the production meetings once a week and says, mm-hmm. "Go or don't." That's not a good idea. My dad would come in. To, he was there all week doing my mom's show, mm-hmm. and if he thought something wasn't funny, it got cut. But he wasn't writing it. 
you know, Ed Simmons and others were head writers. Eventually, Ed Simmons was one of the head writers, um, and Roger Beatty and, and various others. They were writers. They were they were at the top of the food chain when it came to writers, but they they weren't producers, which meant they only got writers residuals. But if you're a producer, you get a different you get a piece of the show. So if it goes into right. syndication, you not only get your writers residual, but you get a piece of of the sale of the show. And I think that's when that started. And it's funny because Mm -hmm. the producers guild of which I am a member is technically not a union yet. Really? Really? There's not enough of us, but with them saying, wait, we want you to come in and produce the show, but not get paid. You want us to force to become a union soon. Then producers are going to go on strike. And they really right. don't want production coordinators and PA and because uh, there's a hierarchy and the producers guild is very specific on what the movie Crash, for instance, when it was nominated and yes. then ended up winning the Oscar. Mm-hmm. There was a lawsuit. One of the executive producers wanted his Oscar. Well, he didn't win the Oscar. The producers did. Because right. an executive right. producer in a movie is different than an executive producer in television. They have vastly different jobs and, and right. different different areas of expertise in general. So this one EP wanted the Oscar and he was, he sued the Academy and, and the producers Mm -hmm. guild stepped up in defense of the three producers that produced the movie to make Mm -hmm. it so that no, first off only three producers in in theatrical works are allowed for the PGA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and you have to be, and it was a whole it was a huge lawsuit and the guy never got his Oscar because it was proven that he didn't actually produce the movie. He raised money, which is what most EPs do in film production. Um, Executive producers in television do a bigger job, a much bigger job. When you look at Ted Lasso and you see 12 producers, they're all writers. See so me? That's dumb. I agree. Just, okay, it it if, diminishes if, the it if, diminishes if, the title. Yeah, because to me, if someone said, "Hey, Sean, not all we writers. Some of them you, are actors." Right. Uh, well, like Brett Beard and um, Jason Sudeikis, they did create the show. They all, they all, they all write, and they did. Um, um, it's their baby. You know, like, so they produce. Anyway, so yeah, so. Uh, what was I going to say? So, yeah, so if someone came to me and said, hey, Sean, you've been doing the show for three years. It's been doing gangbusters. We're winning Emmys, and you know, and everyone loves what you write and so forth. We want to make you executive producer. I'd be going like, no, please don't. Just, Just give you a piece write. of the, What the thing Just, is, 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 is what these – it's a lot like songwriting credit for pop stars right now. Is a lot of times the oh, actual singer is not a writer, yeah. but there's more money yeah. in songwriting than there is in just singing. A lot more. Uh, mm. You get paid. Well, okay, that makes sense. There's a lot more. Right. So that's why when when what's his face uh, Alan Thicke's son got when Robin Thicke got sued uh, because there right. was a plagiarism of a song that he had performed. He's like, because eh, he didn't write it, but because he's he listed no, but because he's listed as a songwriter, he's sued. Rightfully right. so. And, right. And so did Pharrell. And they lost because Pharrell knew. But Pharrell Harry Styles knew. won his lawsuit recently. Um, but regardless, it's like there's a reason that singers now want to be songwriters, even if they technically don't write a song, because there's more uh, money. So the thing is, is like, OK, you want the money, then you negotiate a deal. Yeah. You don't have to be listed as the songwriter or listed as an executive producer to negotiate a deal that you get a piece of the pie. 
That's just that's yeah. legal stuff that can be negotiated with the production entity, with the network, with everybody. Sure. And so that's why when they give away producer credits, and they do give them away to people, mm-hmm. especially actors. Oh my God, they do. And it's just diminished yeah. the title. Which and we're is, talking TV. And we're yeah, ta- yeah. mainly television, certainly. Yeah. Um, and and it's just it diminishes the title of producer because I know what it is to do this, and it's one of the hardest things to explain. My best explanation for production is if it's being done right, you have no idea what they're doing. But if it's being done wrong, you know exactly what's wrong. Right. You don't notice production if it's done right. It's just done right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, I don't need to win an Emmy. Oh, yeah, I you want do. to be part of a show. Do I? Yeah. It's, a, it's but, very stabby. But, you know, I you know, know, but I, yeah, <laughs> it's a good uh, weapon. But I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> It, it seems like okay. So I I would rather be part of a collective team that ha, that I have written. Uh, how many episodes I do now? Six. Um, I would like to write at least a quarter to a third of the shows, and to know that this Emmy award winning show, and or actor actress or wardrobe whatever, I'm part of that. Mm-hmm. I'm part of it. To me, that's that's cachet. I'm I'm part of this, you know, show. But to sit there and give me a producer credit just means that oh, I get to go up on stage. I'm like, mm. well, no, 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 that's not what it does either. It it actually can cut your salary. Oh, I definitely don't want that crap. Yeah, no, no I mean, people no, literally go, oh, no, 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 we can't up your salary, but we'll give you producer credit. So does that mean I get a tenth of the show or a percentage or what do I get at the show then? Because yeah. if you're cutting my salary or not increasing my salary as you should and you're giving then me give this me credit, yeah. then I want a piece of it and I want it to be substantial mm-hmm. enough for that salary raise not to be important. And the other thing with, with, the, produ- the, with the Writers Guild strike is it's not just streaming, it's AI. And how many writers in a room and how you get paid as that writer in a room and during pilot season versus during uh, the seasons. And, okay, so I'm, I, I'm set up on a show that's like a hit show, like a Law & Order, say. It's very staple television, okay. right? So you're hired as a writer on that show now. You may not be hired as a staff writer now. You're hired as a gig guy. So you don't know if you have work next week or the following week. You don't get a... It's, that's, what, that's what they're fighting. They're fighting for simple job security. And the AI crap... It is crap. I mean, that's scary. It's not scary. No, what's, what's happening no, is... No, Skynet is alive, Sean. Skynet is alive. Your AI okay. overlords so you will kill to, us. Okay, if you listen to the top tech guys, they're all saying that AI is very useful in the way of an intern or, a, or an assistant is. But he goes, there's no way that an AI in the next 10 to 15 years is going to replace a writer or someone who does that kind of thing. And goes, there's no way. It's, goes, it, it goes, there's too many nuances. And um, so the media, the news and so forth is just trying to scare the hell out of people thinking that, oh, 300 million jobs are going to be lost. No, they won't be lost. It's, it's really akin to when the first camera came to be and all artists thought that they were going to be out of a, you know, out of a, or I'm, I'm no longer a painter. Now you have a camera that can do all this. Well, I think we all know that the camera has not replaced 
artistry. It, it has it, and it won't. And the camera is its own, you know, art in and of itself. But AI, the top tech guys are saying, folks, calm down. Actually, calm down uh, Bob Seska, uh, Bob Seska used an AI because he's a writer mm-hmm. for, you know, yeah. uh, politics and stuff. So he writes, you know, like prose and, and yeah. um, basically he punched into an AI thing right like Bob mm-hmm. Seska. And stuff came back that scared him. It wasn't exactly well, his back, voice, right? But it was so like close that if like somebody published it saying it was a Bob Suska piece, it would be hard to argue it wasn't. It. Yeah. I mean, I've even Lonnie and I, you know, we've done some VO work recently, and I found mm-hmm. this company that does AI VO. So it's computer generated voiceover work, age, right. gender, race. Uh, mm-hmm. where you're from, South, North, mm-hmm. just in Americans. And a, right. a few of them were like frighteningly good. And this is computer generated voices. They're obviously real people's oh. voices. Right. But, mm-hmm. and I, you know, the, the company that had hired us um, really just needs people to be able to read captions while doing the the dialogue and that's difficult when you don't have a screen in front of you to do that so um to me that's that's who this company should hire because the vo can literally just as it's generated they read it and it sounds there's a couple that didn't sound that real but most of them sounded like oh yeah that sounds like what you're casting right and that gets rid of actors Right. And I've also seen the video. Well, I've done the same thing where I said, you know, uh, this person, this age, blah, blah, blah. And um, uh, and the video that came back, because, you know, you, you write in, um, you know, whatever dialogue or whatever you want them to say. And it was pretty sick. I actually sent it to some family members. And Did it sound like you? I thought, well, th- no, it, I, it, it, I didn't mean it to sound like me. I meant... I, I sent it up going like, hey, this person is reading stuff that I wrote. And they're going like, oh, okay, great. And they all thought that it was an actual person. So, yeah, so, AI yeah, so. is, is a, an issue, especially with VO work. Um, okay. Because it doesn't sound like Siri used to. I mean, it's sounding a lot better on a daily basis. They're getting – and Skynet is alive. Yeah, it is. Okay, so, so – We're going to have to watermark – we're going to have to watermark AI, especially for video – like we like how you can tell a hundred dollar bill is right. You get that little pen or you look through the thing and you see all that stuff. We're going to have to do that for AI because there are going to be the, up the screen. Yeah. Just, no, no. It, there's going to be a there's going to have to be a watermark or something to make sure that deep fake videos. So you're in a divorce situation and you decide I hate my whoever. And you get a video that shows that that person is molesting their child. I mean, I'm not kidding wow. about this kind of stuff. Right. And that can, that, that's not even famous people. That's just regular folks. Right. They have a little bit of money yeah. that they can go, hey, this looks like my ex. I'm going to make sure that that person doesn't get custody of our child or they don't get the house yeah. or they don't get, you know, whatever it is. These are the things that concern me about AI. Deep fakes uh, are hard. Deep fakes are good now, let alone in three years. Right. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm going to go along with, with some of the tech guys and go, listen, it's, it'll, is here. it'll be, 
it will be part and parcel within 10 to 15 years. Come with me if you want to live. Doing, doing whatever, you know, we want to do. But from a writer point of view, I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not concerned with it. There's, you know, there isn't, AI cannot do the nuance. They can't, they can't, Yet. Do, they can't do my humor. They Yet. can't do my humor. Yet. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'm not scared of it. I ain't scared of no AI. I ain't scared of no ghosts. <laughs> People are going to like that. <laughs> okay, so do you want to talk about the news other than the, the strike? So Donald sure, Donald was found liable yep. for sexual assault and defamation. And there was another thing that uh, that she sued for. They did not find him liable for rape, mainly because she didn't have any witnesses to the rape except for her, which is the one crime on the planet where you have to actually, uh, and that's what angers me about rape cases. Um, Cause uh, many, many people that are raped, it's somebody they know. They already know the right. person. It's very rare that it's stranger rape. It's, it's like 10% maybe. And so there's no stranger danger. There is stranger danger, but in general, most rapes, occur between people that are either yeah acquaintances at somebody you know okay so and they always go down to he said she said and and she's always the one put on trial she's always the one what were you wearing because nobody ever asks you (laughs) like okay for instance like if your house is robbed what was the house wearing why did you leave your house what were you thinking or your car is broken into what were you thinking parking your car and locking it and making them break the window nobody says that for any other crime other than rape and that's what's always angered me about rape it's like nobody asks the murdered person well what were you doing getting all murdered i think i think that um i totally agree with you i think that if it's a straight criminal thing I, I think that there's probably I don't know I don't even, I'm just making this I'm just pulling this out I'm I'm hoping that it's less but when there's a money amount then the suspicion comes up where you know there's ulterior motives. Well, she didn't sue for money. Actually, she never had a money amount. No, 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 no. no I mean, I'm talking. I'm not talking about this case. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, that um, just just in 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 general when um, but as for her, I I I. I'm I'm one I, I tend to side with the victim, regardless. Well, I, I, mean, I think you have to. Well, three per- to. only three percent of rape cases are ever prosecuted criminally, and even less are right. actually successful in a in a conviction. And so the fact of the matter is, when they when E. Jean Carroll and others are accused of, oh, she just wants the note, she wants the publicity. No, who wants that? No, who the hell wants that? Nobody yeah, does. Who wants that? That's. That's no, no. Um, yeah. And I'm, and it seems like the news only wants to, I mean, in, in the past, I want to say like 10, 15 years, there's been two cases where it was proven that the woman lied. It's so rare. You, and yet it's rare, but that's what the news, it's, it's really interesting because the news will sit there and focus on that as opposed to all the other cases, mm-hmm. all the other rapes that seem to happen, uh, what, every, what, 16 minutes or something? Oh, it's, something. I think it's more totally. frequent than that. 
I mean, one in three women in this country is raped. One in three women in this country is raped or assaulted sexually. And and that could be, uh, to me, sexual assault is rape, but there are nuances when it comes to those definitions, which is what Donald was liable for, was sexual assault, not rape. And mainly because E. Jean is almost 80 years old, and she comes from a generation of people that were taught, you don't talk about it. So the fact that she told anybody right. about it is, in, is amazing. Right. The fact right. that she called anybody. Um, and... and uh, and he, this morning, Donald, uh, had a troth central uh, thing out that basically said, it's a hoax and it's a lie and I wasn't allowed to defend myself. Yeah, you were, dude. Twice. Yeah, dude. He could have showed up. And, and remember um, last, I don't know if you heard about this story last week, he was in Scotland golfing where they don't like him. And he said, I'm right. coming back and I'm going to confront E. Jean Carroll. And so the, the, the judge said... Fine. You got until 5 p.m. Oh. Sunday to file that motion because he had, they had already settled. They had already uh, uh, rested their case, the defense. So the judge said on Friday, he goes, look, if you really want to testify, you can reopen the case. You just have to do it by Sunday at 5 p.m. And you're ha- we are happy to have you come down and testify. And he lied this morning right. saying he wasn't allowed to do that. And CNN is still giving him a town hall meeting tomorrow. Why? Ratings? It's all about the money? That's it's all about the money! Well, I'm hoping, like, with 60 Minutes um, interviewing Marjorie Three Toes, thinking that would be a ratings gambit, um, that um, nobody tunes in. That they get their normal Wednesday night, 8 p.m. ratings or less tomorrow night. I hope it's less. Tomorrow. I don't mind having I don't mind having people on that I totally disagree with, but don't let them slide when you know damn well. Don't 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 give them a microphone and then just sit back and just do the uh, reaction shots. Well, according to what I've read, is the woman who's running the town hall. She works for CNN. She used to be a CNN White House correspondent. She also worked for Tucker Carlson's The Daily Caller. We will talk about him in a minute. Um, okay. And then everybody in the town hall are Republican voters in New Hampshire. Um, so it's a relatively friendly audience, except for today okay. with this. Is she going to ask those questions? Is anybody in the audience going to ask questions about E. Jean Carroll? And if so, let him talk. Because he'll... Yeah. Uh, I mean, Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald. Um, right. I mean, he's just... Let him ramble. Yeah, let him... I mean, it, ask about it. Because he's just been held liable for sexual assault for the first time in his life. He's being held to account, not by, I mean, it's $5 million to the average human being that devastates your life. For him, it won't. He'll raise money off of it and he he won't pay the bill. But, um, But this is good that finally, somewhere, this is a bigger case than Trump University or Trump Vodka or Trump stakes or the other things that he's screwed up on. Scanned? Yes, Scanned. those People two. Of, yeah. um, and and speaking of, I mean, Jack Smith is looking into the SAP pack, Save America pack. SAP. It's SAP called pack. SAP. They're SAPs. They donate mm-hmm. to Save America. They're SAPs. Um, it's aptly, it's aptly um, acronymed. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I'm glad that that happened finally to him. 
Um, and hopefully the other women that have accused him of this, if they live in New York, they can, they have some recourse at this point. Right. I mean, there was a woman that, yeah. that testified, you remember this, I remember this and I it was reminded, but she was sitting on a plane and he grabbed her boob. He put her, his hand under her shirt. She didn't even know him. And then he said, he said to, um, he said to, he said to E. Jean Carroll's attorney during his deposition regarding this woman that he groped on the plane. Oh no, she's not my type. He goes, well, you're not my type either. I mean, I hope that doesn't offend you. But I just, you know, I just don't think she's attractive. It's like, no, rape has nothing to do with attractiveness. It doesn't do with attractiveness. Yeah. And whilst, yeah. and we saw the deposition where he was shown a picture of him, another man, Ivana, and and uh, E. Jean Carroll in this photograph from mm-hmm. 1995, 96, which is when this happened. And they're right. like, do you, can you identify anybody in this picture? Because he kept saying he didn't know her. And they're like, do you know who these people are? And he goes, well, that's Marla, my wife. And he pointed to E. Jean no. Carroll. Marla. Interesting. And they go, do you mean, wait, so, wait. He goes, that's my wife. And they go, which, who are you pointing at? And he pointed at E. Jean. He goes, yeah, that's Marla. And, she, and they're like, well, isn't that Ivana, your wife at the time? <laughs> the time? Just saying. I mean, he literally had said that 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 Eugene wasn't his type because you know you only rape people that are your type, apparently. Guess so. <sighs> so, do you think that? Uh, okay, I, I I still think he's feeling the repercussions from his stroke. Oh, you mean the mini stroke that he had? Yeah. Well, I I I still think he's he's feeling the repercussions. Yeah. Right. So you know, people can sit there and say what they want about Biden, but. The man's you know, in great he shape. And he's so smart. He actually made, today he was talking about the debt ceiling in a, in a press conference and he, he called the press out. He goes, wait a minute, you guys are very well informed. What do you think you're saying right now? I mean, he's like the only issue with him to me, it's not his age. It's, it's the fact that his stutter is, is difficult to deal with. If he didn't have the stutter that he has to think about every time he says certain things or phrases, because that's how it works. I don't have one, so I don't know, but I understand that there's things get combobulated in mm-hmm. your brain and it's difficult to talk. If he didn't yes. have that, mm-hmm. nobody would be talking about his age. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Cause he is more capable right now than Ronald Reagan was when Ronald Reagan ran when he was younger than Joe Biden. Yeah. Ronnie. Yeah. And, um, uh, and wait, hold on. On, on that note, we will what, be. Wait, what? I know we have to do what? a thing. I I promised Kanai that we would do a thing. We have to do mm-hmm. it. It's it, eventually we'll make some money off of it. I hope. Cool. And on that note, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Wasn't that fun? Fun. Look at how cute you are. Um, I know. You're adorable. It's, uh, it's the lighting. Um. <laughs> The uh, it's it's a hotel room lighting. So it's the uh, sweet. <laughs> um, I uh, okay. So Joe's going to run again. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts on that? I'm all since I haven't listened to the preview. You're all for it, of course. Okay. Who else am I going to vote for? <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm not voting for Bobby Kennedy Jr. He's a nutcase. <laughs> he's he's turning more and more into a nutcase. And God it seems bless like him. a lot of these podcasters are trying to Yeah, he's he's doing the uh, podcast tour. Yeah. Um I have a problem with Don't, don't say know. it. I don't say it. <laughs> Watching the video, are like, what? Erp. Do it. I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't feel full strength behind the, the two of them. And but you did two the, years the ago. Biden Harris. No, I didn't. Two years ago. Okay. Biden, so Biden. Biden was never my guy. Let me put it to. Well, he was my fourth choice. Yeah, I think that he was a lot of people's fourth choice. And I don't, and but I, but she was my I second. Don't, I don't know. She was really, mm-hmm. it went Elizabeth, really, Kamala, and then uh, yeah. Pete. But a judge, no, she, no, the problem. Okay, so no, those I, were I my have... choices, they might not have been yours, but those were mine. <laughs> no, no, they're not. <laughs> You're um, mansplaining my own choices. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that, no, I'm not, I'm not mansplaining. Um, that I don't, I don't have a full as going to a second term. If there's that chance, I don't have full confidence in her. And why? And explain and yet, it to me. And, and yet, the thing is that I didn't have full confidence in the past three vice presidents. So it's and 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 i know that it's a tough position to be in because you obviously can't outshine you just you're a you're playing a supporting character and i i don't know how that a person in that position can really you know step up when the president either doesn't want to run again or has done the two terms that can really step up and say hey I'm, you know, I've been doing this for X amount of time now. I'm, you know, I'm your obvious choice. So that's, that's my point. That and the fact that when she was running along with the other 22 Democrats at the time, that um, I just remember when, when, when she bowed out, the way that she went out was whiny. And I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. I don't recall her going out whiny. She just bowed out. because she, she wasn't getting the votes. Whining. She wasn't getting the votes and she wasn't getting the money. And she was like kind of blasting the very same people who she was trying to get money and votes from. Well, I, that, that's I, just, I that's politics. That's politics. Well, that's it politics. seems like others that had, had bowed out didn't do that. But um, anyway, so that's, that's my thing. Well, I mean, I, I think she would be a great president. Like I said, she was my second choice um, in, in 2020. It went Elizabeth, Kamala, Pete, and then Joe. Those were my choices in that order. If I had done ranked choice voting, that would have been my order. And I I voted for Elizabeth in the primary because she was still very close at that point before Super Tuesday. Um, And then I obviously I'm 100%. Kamala Harris is not Sarah Palin. (laughs) This woman is competent. Um, yeah. and, and 
I am not concerned that she's a heartbeat away from being the president right now. And I will not be concerned in a year and a half either. She can do the job. And that's all we care uh, about is she can do the job. She can do the job. Okay. You know, that's right. that's the gig. And and Joe Biden was Barack Obama's number two. Right. And now he's yeah, and I presidenting did. quite nicely. Right. Well, yeah. And that and like I said, I mean, I didn't have full confidence in in, in Joe if he would have run right after. And he didn't. Um right. it went to, to the president that should have been elected in twenty seventeen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's and and Hillary would have made a hell of a president. Um, by the way, mm-hmm. speaking of Donald, I agree. Um, again, mm, he's inviting a bunch of Nazis down to his Miami Beach hotel. I don't remember what it's called to do some sort of speechifying. Um. Uh, alongside his ex-DOJ people. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, the Doral, that's it, the Doral event this weekend. Um, Ross Story is reporting along with many others that um, a list of pro-Nazi speakers, (laughs) Uh, former National Security Advisor, uh, former U.S. Trade Chief, uh, I would assume Mike Flynn, U.S. Trade Chief, Pentagon Chief, and Acting AG are all appearing in the same place with a promoted Nazi ideology with one guy who actually promotes Hitler. Now, I am not, nor have I ever been, a Republican. Is he opening or closing for him? Hitler or the guy? Um, This is a guy that claims that the Jews killed Abraham Lincoln. And Hitler was right. I mean, this is this is what they're now. This is this is the right now front runner for the Republican nomination. Hopefully not after today, but we'll see. Um, hosting a thing where his ex staff, executive staffers, and people that worked with him or in the executive branch of these United States are welcoming Nazis. Um, um, my, our friend, Stephanie Miller, her yes. father prosecuted Nazis. Mm-hmm. He was a Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald Reagan, the sainted Ronald Reagan against Nazis. Mm-hmm. When yep. did the Republican party become so pro-Nazi? Mm-hmm. I think the, was it the Patriot or the Tea Party? I think began to embrace I think you're right. Um, It's just, it's like, I don't understand anyone right now still being in the Republican Party at the moment. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not my uncle's party. You know what I mean? It's not, they're not Republicans. These people are not that part. It was a grand old party for a reason. That that party, Mm -hmm. the Lincoln version of that party Helped free the slaves. They were good people. Um, mm-hmm. Not schmucks. Uh, not jackalopes? Not jackalopes or schmucks. Um, or Nazis. I mean, it's like you've got... I, I just don't get it. 
Can you explain it to me? Will you mansplain it to me, no, please? No, because I don't. Okay, no, good. I'm glad you don't get it either. Again, why? Why don't? Why? Why? Why do I? What? What? Wait, what? It's the second time you said that. I'm sorry. Mansplain. I'm sorry. Yeah. My poor cat. Okay, go on. Okay, so okay, so we've already talked about the Biden Harris. Who do you think the Republican Party is going to back? Because it seems like DeSantis is doing. Oh, nothing DeSantis is, is Scott is, Walker. It seems to be toast. Yeah, he yeah he's to Scott Walker. And, he's totally toast. And he, and he's only. Just, it seems like he. Every time I listen to him, I go, "Do you not understand the words coming out of your mouth?" No, he's dumb. Because he, you know, he doesn't. No, and he's he's, he's well educated. Yeah, he's dude. just acting stupidly. Um, and he's, he reminds me, he reminds me of Scott Walker. Remember he was the golden boy in 2012 or something. Um, and, and he was supposed to be the guy and same with Marco Rubio. Remember he was supposed to be the guy. Um, um, Asa Hutchinson is running. Uh, I'm worried about Kemp in Georgia. Really? Okay. Yes, he's smart enough to like be under the radar right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's passing laws and stuff. Well, he just passed the law that could get rid of Fonnie Willis. Oh, okay. Speaking of, oh, look at that segue. Ah, thank you so much for that. Um, so Fonnie Willis has flipped eight of the sixteen fake electors. And they are now cooperating in her case against Donald, which she has warned. Basically, Glenn Kirshner said, look, you don't announce to the public that you're going to have indictments in July. You to to make it so that it's safe for the public. No, no, no. You announce to the Mm -hmm. public that you're doing that to get people to flip (laughs) because y'all are going down. And I'm giving you an mm-hmm. opportunity to not go down as difficultly as you could otherwise right. go. And because she could have just told, you know, law enforcement and everybody right before an indictment was coming down that, look, this is going to happen. And you guys need to have mm-hmm. step up. Um, so that was the Glenn Kirshner said that last Friday on the Ms. Miller show. Um, and uh, so, I mean, she announced that and now eight, eight electors, Eight fake electors have now flipped and are cooperating with her investigation. <laughs> but Kemp could just shut it down. Yeah. With a dumb that law. Make sense. Well, I mean, the law that he yeah. and his, it's not, it's, it's basically it's to run, uh, renegade prosecutors. Well, there already are laws on the books in Georgia. If there's a prosecutorial misconduct that they've already in the past year have convicted a prosecutor of. So if she's doing something wrong, you can certainly prosecute her under sure. current law, not the new law. And it's a grand jury that brings the indictment. It's not a prosecutor. Right. So if the grand yeah. jury returns an indictment, that's not on the prosecutor. It's up to the prosecutor whether or not that person will, you know, prosecute said mm-hmm. indictment. That's up. That's right. the prosecutor. But the grand jury right. comes down with indictments in this country. That's how it works. I kind of right. want to be on one. Do you really? A little bit. I mean, we only get what fifteen dollars a day here. I think at, here it's like twenty five bucks for a grand jury because you're really you got to be there, um, and it's a long time. It's like six months to a year. You mean you got to be focused? Well, not only that, but I mean, it's attention? it's it's not it's not a couple of weeks or a week. It's like it's months that you have to be there. 
right. You're not there every day, Go but pack it's a lunch. pack several. Um, but you have to be there at least two or three times a week. So, I mean, if you're working uh-huh. a day job that you can't do that. I personally so work this day job. What if I'm a, what if I'm a writer and now I'm, I'm a gig worker. Will that work for me? Could. Okay. 25 sure. bucks a day plus mileage here in Los Angeles, I think is what a grand jury gets paid. We don't get paid crap. I, I want to say I that. I told you what, what should happen. What? Is, is that the, um, is, what is it? They should set it at $25 an hour from the very first day. From jury duty? Yeah. Oh, honey. You get and the mu- and what? No, it's twenty five dollars a day, not an hour. It should be an hour. I agree. I remember hearing it years ago. I remember the first time I went to to um, jury duty when you, because here in Los Angeles, for those of you that don't know, you get call. You have to call for a whole week. It used to be you could get out of it really easily, kind of easily, but now it's like no, you have to call in and you have to show up at least one day. First day you don't get paid at all. You get your mileage and that's Stupid, it. Because it's usually it's usually your longest day. Yes, it is your longest day usually. And you just get paid for mileage. That's it. So it's fifty cents a mile or whatever. So whatever. Garbage. Um garbage. But once you've had to stay a second day, which I've had to do once, then you get paid a grand total, at least ten years ago, fifteen dollars for the day for that service plus your mileage. Um, I heard years ago that Chicago paid $50 a day. Now, that seems reasonable. Not great nowadays, but I mean, that was years ago. Um, if they want people to participate, they got to make it worth their while. They got to make it, yeah. This, this, but this BS about it's your civic duty. Okay, for someone like myself, who so far in my life, I think I've gone to jury duty seven times, seems a bit redunculous, considering that there's a bazillion... People, I, I personally, I, I'm being profiled. That's what I think it is. Well, but, no, I mean, you, you only have to be called once a year. And it's usually every couple, two or three years. And this last time, I did not have to show up. I have, I have a secret for you that I will tell you off the podcast. David Shockett, David Shockett told it to me and he was right. He shared he shared, okay. and it worked. Right. This is the first time I haven't gone in doing the phone calls. First time in probably six times I've I've had to do this. Yeah, probably no, in the last 15 in. years. I had to go. I didn't. Well, I didn't physically go in. I called in, and I called in for the first two days, and on the third day, they said that you're dismissed. Oh wow, I've never had that happen on the calling ins. But it's but it's kind of like your your life is kind of in limbo. Oh yeah, that, you have no idea. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, No, no, I've been uh, every time I've had a call in up until this last time, which was a couple months ago, um, I always had to go in. And the one time I had to stay after a day, it was a it was a murder trial. And they called 300 of us in. They hadn't sat They They were going to see 24 of us and they had not sat the 24 yet. And I was juror number 62 and so I went in the next morning and they finally, they asked me questions. The judge asked me questions and he's like, what do you do? And I said, well, I work for a company that does industrials for a, a mm-hmm. hotel chain. And I also host a podcast and the judge, I wasn't in the jury. I actually did a jury box one once and I was dismissed immediately. 
Um, but this was the second day. And he says, so you do a podcast? And I said, yeah. And he, he goes, what is it about? I said, it's politics and news. And oh, that's interesting. And left it at that because I wasn't being wardered by the lawyers at that point. It was just the judge. And it was all right. of us were being asked, hey, juror 62, what do you do for a living kind sure. of thing? Um, and so <laughs> finally they did seat the jury and we were, all of us were like, yes, we get to go home. And we got our 15 bucks. Um, and the one time I was actually voidered, it was hilarious. I was juror number 26 and it was for a domestic violence case. And they, you know, hi, juror 26, please come and sit down. So I li- they sit you in the jury box to ask you mm-hmm. the questions. Right. And so this mm-hmm. is a criminal case. And so the prosecutors said, um, hi, you know, age, blah, blah, blah. What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And they said, so do you have you or do you know anybody that's ever been physically abused by a partner? And I said, yeah. And the prosecutor asks, well, what was it? And I said, it was my best friend. She was 16. She got her nose broken twice by her boyfriend. And mm-hmm. um, that's unacceptable and blah, 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 blah. And so the defense attorney just goes, we would like to excuse this juror. It was literally that like I was sat down and basically got back up and left and then had to go back to the jury pool for the rest of the day. And then yeah. I was excused at the end of the day. But that was the first time I ever. Did you point? Did you point and go guilty? Well, I was like, you know, I it's like if I were ever on a, a murder trial where there's the death penalty, I'm mm-hmm. I'm being excused because I will not put somebody to death. And that's part of what a jury has to do in a death penalty case. Right. I just, right. I won't do it. It's, I just right. won't. I find that abhorrent okay. and I will never, ever do that. I don't care what the person did. I find it disgusting and the state should not be condoning murder. I don't care why. Okay. So okay. that's just where and I would be the, the, the prosecution would be like, bye-bye, because we want this person to be murdered by us, so... And mm-hmm. if I were asked the question, it'd be like, first off, it's not a deterrent. Secondly, it's expensive. And thirdly, why were we being barbaric? Like, what did the person do? What is he accused of doing? Oh, he strangled somebody to death. So what are we going to do? Strangle him to death? Because that's the only way to do this. If we're going to do it, we're going to so do what he did. Form. Well, I mean, seriously, if, if we're going to kill people for right. what they've done, then let's kill them in the manner with which they've killed somebody else. Let's be as barbaric as that person or don't do it at all be very interesting for a Jeffrey Dahmer case. Well, no, he killed people by strangulation, didn't he? Dismembering. Stra- well, no, he uh, dismembered after they were dead. <laughs> Not during? No. Yeah. Well, you we don't want to eat them afterwards, Sean. It's about the manner of which we kill. Oh. Okay. And on that note, we're going to, we're going to, goodness gracious, we are going longer than I thought we would. Because we were going to do this later. Because we were going to yes. do it, yeah, we were going to do it in about 15 minutes versus an hour ago. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure, you ready? You sure? Sure. Thank sure. you for listening to From the Bunker. Do, are those oranges? Those are They're oranges. Cuties. Oh, they are adorable. Get yours today. <laughs> We have to undo that. If you need help, get it. There is no shame. There is no shame in it. And we will talk to you guys next week. Patreon. 
Hold on. Sean's got cuties. <laughs>